Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean Cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 334. With less than a week until my next Royal Caribbean Cruise, I'm excited to record this episode because this is the beginning of our next Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise. This time, we're sailing on Freedom of the Seas to the Southern Caribbean for New Year's Eve. This will be my first time doing a cruise over New Year's, and I'll be previewing what I have lined up, group cruise plans, and more. Here we go. My favorite kind of podcast episodes are ones in which I get to talk about a cruise I'm about to go on. And this week, my friends, that's right. We're talking about my upcoming cruise on Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. But you know what? It's not just my upcoming cruise. I've invited Royal Caribbean blog readers, podcast listeners, and friends to join me on this cruise. This is one of our Royal Caribbean blog group cruises. And when we talk about group cruises, well, I've got to have one of my BFFs on here, my cruise bestie. And that is Annette Jackson from MEI Travel. Welcome, Annette. Hey, I'm so excited. Haven't started packing, but I'm so excited. Can't wait. <laughs> well, I'm a night before packer, so I'm not gonna. I'm not here to render judgment on you for not doing so. But yeah, uh, of course, we're recording this episode uh, just a couple days before our Freedom of the Seas group cruise. And you know, Annette, this one is look. Every group cruise kind of stands out for its own reasons and why we like it. But this one has a lot of things going for it. Uh, not just because it is the ship that you got married on. That's just icing on the cake. Oh, I know. This, this is about, really, I think this is all about New Year's Eve, right? It definitely is. And I think if, I could be wrong, but I think this cruise, we picked this cruise out probably further away than any other. I think this is the longest we've ever waited for a group cruise. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been something that we plan far ahead of time, but we did so with the knowledge that we wanted to experience New Year's Eve. You know, I had seen people who had mm-hmm. posted about it and shared about New Year's Eve on a cruise, and what a great idea. I mean, you get to party, have a great time on the cruise, right? Enjoy your yeah. your, your time and certainly maybe indulge, perhaps. But at Go the where it's warmer. Exactly. Go where it's warmer, right, and not have to worry about traveling or child care. Really, all the issues that I think – are, are why you makes New Year's Eve difficult to celebrate outside of your home. You're, it's solved on a cruise ship. Definitely, definitely. And 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 you get great ports on top of it. This is a no-win. I, I, a win-win, not a no-win. Oh, my goodness, a win-win. <laughs> Woo. Win-win situation, absolutely. So we're going on Freedom of the Seas. This cruise leaves December 29th, and it goes out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, and we'll be visiting four different islands, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, and St. Martin. And this cruise going out of San Juan, we're already starting. What you know? What I also love about cruises, anytime we have an excuse to start your vacation earlier, and I know that you and I and a lot of folks are taking advantage of this by flying down to San Juan a day or two in advance to enjoy some time down in the warmer temperatures. For me, that's more not as important maybe as it is for <laughs> you or some some of our friends up north. But still, we get to experience San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is one of my favorite places to go. It's beautiful and this time of year. It's fantastic to be outdoors. Yeah, I'm so excited. I have always wanted to go and enjoy one of the rooftop bars at night. Mm, yes. And, um, you know, you can't do that when you just pop in for the day on a cruise ship. So I want to see what it's like around at nighttime. I think that's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, we started out with a group meetup so everybody can kind of get to know each other before we get to the cruise ship. So um, nice little meetup the night before we go to the port. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be fantastic. And the nice thing about this is, you know, we were just in San Juan in 
July for our previous <laughs> Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise on Anthem of the Season. It was miserable. The, hot. Yeah, it was surface of the sun temperature out there. So this should be a lot nicer to enjoy, and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's going to be a great place to start. And I know a lot of people, this isn't like cruising out of Florida. So, you know, this is just, it's, it's really an extra port stop. You just get a little extra time. Yeah. So it's nice. And I haven't cruised out of San Juan. Like my cruise like started and ended in San Juan since I think 2013 on Jewel of the Seas. So it's been quite a while. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to a little change of pace there. And going on the ship, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's got everything. It's got the itinerary. It's Freedom of the Seas, which you absolutely love. We mentioned earlier, you got married on this ship. I've been on Freedom like four or five times now. So talk to us a little bit, Annette, about what makes Freedom really stand out for you. Well, besides, obviously, um, as you keep referring to it, um, Freedom to me is like the perfect size ship. Yes. It's big, but it's not too big. And it can feel very quaint and small at times to me, just because it's familiar. That's the one thing I always love about Royal Caribbean ships. For the most part, you get on a ship and you kind of know where everything is. With Freedom, I don't feel like I'm having to walk too far. Um, I know where I'm going. It's just, it's like home. I hate to say that, but it's just, Freedom for some reason is just like home to me. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of quaint almost now because it's one of the last ships not to be Royal Amplified yet. That's coming early next year (laughs) yet. So it's kind of like we're almost getting like a classic Royal Caribbean cruise experience here. It's almost, I don't call it a throwback. I mean, we're not quite that far off from, from <laughs> the, but it is kind of neat that we get to go on this ship. And of course, you know, Annette, this ship still has, uh, bless its heart, Sabor on board the ship, which I cannot wait to go to like seven times, probably. I, there's going to be just a few stops at Sabor and it, Definitely a lot of memories with Sabor. So yeah, we got to And in fact, one of our one of our meets for the group, our insider meets, going to be at Sabor. We're gonna have, we are buying out the whole restaurant for the insiders on this one, and that's going to be a lot of fun to just the whole entire restaurant be <laughs> rowdy, rowdy people that we all know. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we have a lot of fun things planned, and uh, it's going to be we have. Because it is a Royal Caribbean blog group cruise, we have different events, almost one a day. I think that's really what we usually aim for. And it's tough because with a port intensive itinerary like this one, obviously there's a lot of things going on. And we're staying in what's nice is we're staying in a couple of the ports pretty late. I thought I, I thought that was the best thing when we were looking at the itineraries when we were trying to pick one out. I love staying late. So you get the sunsets, you get to stay into a port, go to dinner. Um, enjoy, enjoy the port more. I know a lot of people like to stay on the ships, but I'm a person that loves to get off and enjoy the port. So, you know, for me, I'm getting big bang for my buck on the port steps. Yeah. That's really what it is. I think it's a great way of putting it. The value you get from staying later. I mean, it opens up so much more time, even if you're not staying till, I mean, in a lot of our cases, what we're talking about is staying till about, you know, eight o'clock or so. And by doing that, you really open up your afternoon as opposed to rushing back to the ship maybe at 2 or 3 o'clock. Now you can really go to like a Nets Point. You can go to Sunset. You can go to 5, 6 o'clock. Heck, you can have dinner in the town and then come back to the ship afterwards, which is a neat uh, possibility. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about Curacao um, where 
thank God we didn't decide. Everybody can thank us now. We did not have an early morning. Let's get up and go do a shore excursion on January 1st. Um, yeah. <laughs> and going to the beach and, and being out on the beach and watching sunset. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, checking that out. Of course, you know, um, with the different ports there and, and doing different things, we, we've set up different events. And one of these in Curacao is we've set up actually a – a sunset meetup beach party, as we call it. And since we're there late, well, you know, we're going to, people can still do their own shore excursions, but at five o'clock, come on down to the Madero ocean club. And we're going to basically kind of just hang out together. I mean, that's really, and we talk about group cruises. That's what a lot of these events are about. It's not so much about that. We're like, you know, uh, doing the most crazy activity with someone can find. It's more about finding (laughs) excuses, if you will, (laughs) to spend time together and enjoy these different activities together. Yeah. And all of it is up to those going. If they want to come, they can come. It's not like we're, you know, making everybody come to our group events. You don't have to, it's totally your call if you want to come, but it's maybe something you wouldn't have done on your own. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if many people would go and just go hang out on the beach for sunset as a couple, whereas maybe you feel a little safer going as a group. Absolutely. And I'm going to jump around a little bit here because one of my favorite private events we've ever done, you know, one of the things we like to do, and I give you full credit on this, and because you guys at MEI Travel are always looking to plus up what we do, but we're bringing back something that we did on Explorer of the Seas, which is a private ice skating session on, this time on Freedom, and this is like the best thing ever because we get to get an entire hour of time to ourselves to enjoy the ice skating not competing with other guests. So the, the ice is not nearly as full. You're not like lining up like everybody else. Like, oh, geez, I got to get my own spot. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a really enjoyable and quite frankly, uh, a little, uh, 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 what's the word? Humble, not so humble way to enjoy. Uh, Embarrassing? One best, yeah, one, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, Best things on, on the ship. No, I really enjoy doing this one um, because it is anytime we can take an event over a a venue space like this where it's an activity, then again, it might be something that you might not would go do on your own. But if everybody else is going in the group and you know some people that are there, maybe you're going to go and just watch. Heck yeah. You know, trust me, watching Matt skate is something to see. (laughs) Um, But I. And not having any kids cruising with me, I always enjoy watching the kids get out there and they start out and they're not really sure. And then yeah. the next thing you know, they're zooming past the adults who are falling all over the place. It's it's so much fun to see. But yeah, even if you're not going to ice skate, come on down. You can sit and watch. Um, they, they will limit, you know, the whole entire group can't go at the same time. But trust me, there's many a person that it takes them longer to <laughs> put the gear on than they skate. Absolutely. So, but it, it's always fun. I always love every ship that we can do if we can try to do a private venue of some sort. Yeah, I mean, really, what it's about is you know rewarding the people that join us on this on these group cruises, right? And be able to kind of give back a little bit. You know, we that's one of my favorite things to do. The bigger the group, the the more the fun that we get to do and experience together. And whether that's the renting out the Studio B for ice skating or uh, enjoy renting out Sabor, mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier. Uh, doing the sunset meetups. In fact, we're doing uh, in Aruba. We've got another event lined up. Again, just for folks that booked into the group with us, uh, talk to us about what we're doing in Aruba with that sunset cruise. 
That I, I, I got to say, this this has been so much fun planning this one because at first we couldn't figure out which port to do for the private event because we do like to do a shore excursion or transfers to a beach together or something with these group cruises, and we we went back and forth quite a bit on what to do. Um, but a sunset cruise, how often are you going to be able to do that? Um, so it does sound like we were very much um, centered around sunsets. But again, with these late ports of call, this was just perfect. We're going to be leaving right from the port. So it's not going to be very far for everybody to walk. We're going to meet as a group on board the ship and then walk off together. That is something that doesn't always happen. Um, sometimes when we've done these events, we've met in the port somewhere and there's a little confusion. No, we're leaving all together. And then we're going to go and we're going to have two hours out with a little bit of food and some drinks and out on a catamaran all together watching the sunset and then come right back and get on the ship. And then we sail off. I just, I think this is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be great to see the Island from that, that perspective to be able to look back and see the lights and, you know, I, it might not be very romantic, with 80 people, but you know, it's, it's going to be a cool event. Yeah, no, it's going to, it's going to be fun. I mean, like I said, first of all, it's always fun. We get to share it with friends. That's some, that's really why we started doing group cruises, but this particular event, I think is going to be really awesome. Um, it's just anytime we have that, I, I love Annette when we get to have that sense of exclusivity and yeah. be able to do things together like that. My goodness, that, that is why I love doing group cruises. Like I just look for, any excuse to do something like that. And so this event, the fact that now this isn't just, you know, oh, let's go to this particular thing and hang out together. We're actually doing a fun activity, something we've never done before. I don't think I have been on a catamaran in, oh gosh, it's probably been over a decade. So Trust it's been me, quite he a while. fights me on catamarans every group cruise. So <laughs> he likes this one because he doesn't have to get in the water. That's right. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> the last time we did a, we did when Grand Cayman, quick story, Grand, Grand Cayman, we're on the yacht. And uh, we rented out a yacht. It was a it was a smaller group cruise. We were able to get uh, anyway. So we have a yacht. We're in the water and we're swimming around. And I, you know, as many if you don't know, I don't like fish. Like the idea of like fish touching me really creeps me out. And like I just don't want to do with it. So anyway, we did the yacht. Went to a couple different places. And I think I only got in the. I didn't really get in the water. But the last stop, it was hot. I was I was like, you know what? I'm just getting in the water and YOLO. Right, literally YOLO. And, um, <laughs> and then I'm in the water and. Somebody, uh, Wilson, who's in there, one of our uh, people in the group, Wilson goes, hey, look at the size of that thing. And then you should have seen me. I had a Scooby-Doo. That was walking on the water. Uh, running on water back to the ship. That was it. That was like, get me back out of here. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, yeah. it's not my favorite thing to do. But uh, <laughs> but you know what? No swimming. Just enjoying being on outside the water and hanging out. And hopefully we're going to have a really nice sunset to enjoy. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's just, and Aruba is such a gorgeous, gorgeous island to start off with. So that's, I, that, I think this is going to be a good highlight from the cruise. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's going to be a, a great time on there. You know, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting on board. In fact, I have on this particular cruise, I have a two bedroom uh, suite. On, Party in Matt's freedom. room. <laughs> yeah, I forgot I booked this thing like mm-hmm. a while ago. I get, And you know, that's a nice thing. One of Annette talked about the fact it's 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 a large ship without being like you know giant or one of the newest ships in the fleet and one of the mantras i've always talked about is if you go on some of the newer but not newest ships you can really take advantage of some great pricing i think the freedom class and the voyager class are really in that sweet spot 
of value because you're not compromising on what the ship offers, but you're still getting a tremendous amount back. And I feel like you know, for this room, I'm not paying like through the nose for it, certainly for this suite. And it's really cool uh, to be able to take advantage of this. I'm really, I mean, two better. I don't think we've seen a suite quite this large ever. So this should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to to checking out that room and probably spending more time in the room maybe than I than I usually do. We're just all hoping you're on the um, balcony a lot because there's so many of us all on the back of the ship so we can all yell at you. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Actually, we do have a lot of people who are on the have aft balconies of some sort or another, right? Yes, yes. There's quite a few. And too bad we couldn't have taken over one complete back. That would have mm. that would have been amazing. Yeah. But it'll still be nice. It'll be nice to have that kind of uh, sense of seeing each other, as, 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 whether it's on the balcony or on the way <laughs> to our rooms. Um you know, kind of a, a neat little thing. So, yeah, it should be fun. I mean, it's the nice thing about this. Again, not only are we going for New Year's, but we've got the weather. And for New Year's Eve, what do we talk? Let's talk about, you know, our plans for New Year's Eve. We haven't really firmed up what we're doing. You know, with Royal Caribbean, they inevitably there's a lot of parties going on. And um, obviously, I'll be doing a live blog from on board the ship to share with all of you at home what happens each day of the cruise. So you can check that out at royalcaribbeanblog.com. But, you know, the question we usually get is, I usually get is, you know, what what does Royal Caribbean do on a holiday like New Year's Eve or Christmas or any holiday, frankly? And I'm looking forward to checking it out for myself because I'm imagining there's going to be a number of different events throughout the ship. Yeah, and, and you know, we tried making plans for that night and it's had to shift a little bit because the ship seems to be changing up some plans and making different plans from what they've said. So I, I like that. I like the whole change factor and just seeing, you know, what they can do on a ship. We've all seen yeah. balloon drops. We've been in, you know, countdowns and bars and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see um, how, how this goes down on the freedom. Yeah. But I think, you know what it is in it because of our group, the nice thing is, I mean, we're going to bring our own party with us. So if you oh, end yeah. up in a, in a particular bar or lounge, which ordinarily might not be the life of the ship, I think just us being there, that's that's going to be part of the fun. And and I'm, I I just really can't wait to celebrate New Year's Eve. The nice thing is this cruise leaves December 29th, so we don't have a whole lot of time before New Year's Eve hits. And then we can spend the rest of the cruise recovering Relaxing from and recovering. Yeah. So How many yeah. shots does everybody think Matt will do on New Year's Eve? Oh, we should have I, that game. I would never partake in such an activity. That sounds uh, like never. a... That sounds like a Michael Poole activity. I am not of that ilk. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh, should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, of course, as I mentioned, we'll be doing uh, – I'll be live blogging it throughout the cruise. So make sure you uh, look for that at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And, of course, as per usual, we will be recording an episode of this podcast on board Freedom towards the end of the cruise to talk about what we did. So it would be interesting to compare and contrast what we have on this episode versus uh, what you'll be hearing in the uh, you know in, in that follow up episode, so check that out. Annette, I can't wait to get down to Puerto Rico and, and start the fun. I can't either. I'm I'm ready to start the packing and let's get moving. Let's go south. Alrighty, time to answer some of your listener emails, and we'll begin with an email from Lauren from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Who writes, I recently found your podcast and I'm really enjoying listening to it. My husband and I are are not new to cruising, but it has been five years since our last one. In January, we're going on Symphony of the Seas with our three, almost four-year-old, and are so excited. We'll be stopping in St. Kitts, St. Thomas, and Coco Key. Since we've never cruised with the kids before, I was wondering if you had any tips for cruising or advice out of the ordinary for things to... We are planning on this trip being as a go with the flow as possible. We're flying in the day prior, booked a balcony room with a little for a little extra space, chose my time family dining, and 
picked family excursions offered by Royal Caribbean. We're definitely going to try to get her interested in going to Adventure Ocean. Thanks in advance for any tips or advice. Laura, thanks for the email. And first of all, I'm going to start with something you mentioned right at the end of your email, getting your kid interested in Adventure Ocean. Go on embarkation day, register on the first day. It's like the first day of school. You want to get in there. You can answer questions. Your daughter can check out the area, meet the counselors. It's really cool. And I think a, quite frankly, a must do uh, for that. And you know, your, your daughter is almost four years old. I think it's the prime age. Adventure Ocean, the Aquanaut program, fantastic. You're really going to like it. When it comes to cruising with kids, my tips and advice, this is coming from someone who has two kids who have similar ages as yours. Uh, number one, you've got to, you've, you're going to have in your mind memories and, and traditions you have from when you cruised before you had kids. You've got to like change it up. You got to go at their pace. And for me, this was a very difficult thing to, to do because you want to do it all at once, right? You want to experience everything. And the thing is, you've got to sometimes just take it easy. And that means sometimes like I, on embarkation day, just instead of exploring the ship all at once, you're going to have to say, okay, we're just going to go to the pool deck and let the kids you know, swim for a little bit, expend some of that energy, right? Maybe that means laying them sleep a little longer so that way they're not fussy later on in the day because they're sleep deprived. You know, um, certainly keeping them fed as often as possible is a good idea. Also, being okay with them eating the exact same thing every day of the cruise. I'm telling you, my youngest daughter eats nothing but pizza the entire cruise and my oldest daughter eats nothing but chicken fingers the entire cruise. Look, as a parent, sure, I would love them to eat something different. And at home, they absolutely do. But if it's on a cruise, it's their vacation as well. And if they want to eat pizza every day or burgers or chicken fingers, there are, there are far worse things I can I can think of. And it's totally okay. So you got to go with the flow there. And I love that you're doing my family time dining. I did that recently on Oasis of the Seas with my kids for the first time. And this is when you go to the dining room for early seating. And it's, it's a traditional sit-down dinner, always in the beginning. But then about an hour in, Adventure Ocean comes to get you. Now, Lauren, one tip about that. If you're going to bring your daughter to Adventure Ocean for that, they don't come in and be like, attention, everybody. We're looking for all the kids. It's up to you to go outside the, to basically exit the main dining room and find the counselors at the appropriate time. So my advice is bring a watch or a phone that has an alarm so that way you can remind yourself, oh, it's time to go. You don't miss out on that. So, Lauren, I hope you have a great cruise. I think you will because... It's hard not to, and I hope your daughter gets as hooked on cruising as certainly my kids have become, and you have as well. Next, we have an email from Murph, who writes, I'm cruising in March on Majesty of the Seas. I was wondering if they've done any refurbishing of the ship. Thanks for your blog. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Murph. Appreciate the email. And yeah, they did an update a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was around 2016, 2017. And they added like Splash Away Bay, and they upgraded the internet on board the ship. There are a variety of other things they got changed and enhanced on the ship. It's still Majesty of the Seas. There are no water slides or crazy things on there, but they did get some work done again a couple of years ago, Murph, uh, with some of that. So it did not, it, you know, some nice little benefits there, but it's still a sovereign class ship with a small ship, uh, kind of just enjoying the the benefits there of, of that kind of the classic cruising experience. Next, we have an email from Ian K from Sydney, Australia. Writes, Hi, Matt. I love what you contribute to cruising and look forward to listening to your podcast each week. While I've not taken a Royal Caribbean cruise, I have cruised many times on Celebrity. I just finished listening to episode 330, which was an email question episode, and wanted to provide some clarification on the reciprocal application of loyalty programs between Royal Caribbean and Celebrity. You are correct that you earn points independently between Royal Caribbean and Celebrity brands. For example, they're not cumulative. However, the points are cumulative between Celebrity and Azamara. Oh, I didn't realize that. Once you reach a certain tier within one loyalty program, it is not just a once-off reciprocal use 
on the sister brand. You can use it as many times as you like. I believe the once-off status match is with MSC Cruises, which is completely separate from Royal Caribbean. For example, if you achieved elite status on Celebrities Captain's Club, you will receive equivalent status recognition in Di as Diamond and Crown and Anchor. However, if you go higher on Celebrities Captain's Club, like Elite Plus or Zenith, you will you will only ever receive Diamond recognition on Crown and Anchor. This is one of the limitations. I believe the limit also applies in reverse. For example, if you achieve Diamond Plus or Pinnacle Club on Crown and Anchor, your maximum benefit on Celebrities Captain's Club is Elite status. So, thanks again for all you do, and I hope this provides some clarification. Ian, thank you so much. This is really good, actually. I think you probably put this in much better terms there to explain. So thank you, Ian, for that. Really do appreciate it. Next, we have an email from Jason Peterson from Orlando, Florida, where I time out this email to thank you for all you do to promote Royal Caribbean and cruising in general. When I discovered your blog and podcast, my family was already seasoned loyal to Royal Cruisers. Since then, I feel much more prepared for selecting a cruise uh, or planning our excursions or onboard activities, including specialty dining. Your influence on our family's cruise planning has been significant. I'm sipping a Coke and Kraken as I type this email. I enjoy watching your live broadcast. And occasionally, my wife says, can you turn that guy down? But sometimes my kids even watch. So thank you for keeping it family friendly. When we talk about Matt, it's clear who we're talking about. And it's almost like you're a member of the family. Thanks for being my enabler and encouragement for booking more cruises. Sometimes my family thinks I spend too much time researching cruising, but no one has complained about the additional cruises we've been taking since following you and all your great content. We used to go on maybe one or two cruises a year and now take two or three or more per year. After a recent cruise in which we cruised with several family members, I became convinced I should be using a travel agent. It would have been so much easier and save multiple calls to Royal Caribbean. Thanks to you, I've become well acquainted with Michelle from MEI Travel, and I couldn't be happier. She books my cruises, reprices them if there's a price drop, and contacts Royal Caribbean with any issues that need to be fixed on my behalf. In fact, she just booked my first Royal Caribbean blog group cruise going on Brilliance of the Seas to New England and Canada in October 2020. I've enjoyed the content so much that I became a Royal Caribbean blog insider this year. Thanks again for all that you do to provide us cruise addicts. Hopefully, I provide enough shameless blog opportunities. Jason, thank you so much, my friend. Yes, you definitely hit all the high notes of shameless plugs. As you know, I'm never one to avoid a shameless plug. And I really appreciate it. I got to know Jason also from some of the meetups we do here in Orlando. And my goodness, what a guy. And uh, dude, I can't wait. First of all, thank you for all the kind words. Really made my day. And second of all, even more excited for the fact that we get to cruise together on Brilliance of the Seas, our next Royal Caribbean blogger cruise. If you just listen to everything we just talked about in this episode, well, come join us and me and, and Jason. Uh, on that Brilliance of the Seas group cruise in October because it's going to be amazing. All right, one more email here. It's coming to us from Josh Anderson from Barnwell, Alberta, Canada, who writes, I've been following your blog for a couple of years now and love reading all the exciting news and getting all good insights. Love listening to the podcast too. I was excited to hear about your recent cruise on Oasis of the Seas. My family and some friends and I will be going on the recently amplified Oasis in April 2020. One of my biggest questions about, has been about the kids' programs. We took our kids on Liberty of the Seas a few years ago, and we took three children. Our kids liked the Adventure Ocean programs. However, it was hard to convince them to go sometimes because they were not together, but in separate age groups. This time, we're taking four kids, and they are ages 3, 6, 8, and 10. The question I have is, with the changes that have been made to Adventure Ocean, will the kids be able to play in the same place, or will the three-year-old be separated into a different group? I'm hoping they can all be together, as I'm sure the three-year-old will be much happier to go if she can be with her siblings. I understand your description changes. This will be true. If I understand your description changes, this will be true. If you have the time, can you please clarify for this? 
Thanks again for all the information on the blog. We love cruising and use your blog as a main source of info. Josh, thanks for the email. So, no, um, what happened, your three-year-old will be separated. The three to five-year-olds are still in a separate group on Adventure on Oasis of the Seas. It's called AO Juniors. And then the six, eight, and 10-year-olds will be together in the hangout. Um, so yeah, they still have a separate area because again, the smaller kids, the three to five-year-olds, their programming is more customized to their age. It's more of that classic Royal Caribbean Adventure Ocean, but the six, eight, and 10-year-olds are gonna be together. Now, this is usually when I say, oh, you can ask the counselors about combining, you know, moving them up, but three years old is pretty young. Um, I understand that they wanna be with their siblings, but you know, if they were, if this were a five-year-old, it's a different story, but three, I mean, I really think the three-year-old is gonna enjoy the what there is to do in Adventure Ocean um, in, in the AO Junior Club, because I think it's gonna be much more age appropriate for what they're doing. Um, I certainly understand where you're coming from and that they don't wanna be separated, but I would at least give it a shot because not only that, unlike when you went on Liberty, they've completely redone the entire program there in the venue. So I think they may change their tune once they see it. So bring them over there and check it out. And Josh, thank you for the email. Thank you to everybody for checking out this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. You can always send me an email at matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hodgeberg, and we'll talk again soon.